I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're gonna to be talking about the real root of anxiety. You know, I have said before that anxiety is the real reason relationships fail. Absolutely. Because it's that anxiety that causes us to do a lot of problematic behaviors in a relationship with somebody because the dynamic is completely thrown off where it goes from like a give and a take and like a nice mm -hmm. ebb and flow to one where somebody is trying to be controlling or manipulative in the situation and then it throws off the dynamic where the person right. isn't have they're not having a good time together right. and people get panicked that their partner might leave now that i have you i don't want you to leave me yes and I'll do anything I can, including interfere with your life to make you stay. Anything. Anything. People will become <laughs> extremely desperate right. and manipulative and controlling. Right. So today, we're going to help you understand what is it that's going on there. We're going to go a little bit deeper today. Okay, so Margaret's got some really good information on this. Okay. Um, now, believe it or not, this came up because I was watching TV one night and there was a comedian on. And she kind of caught my attention because she was just sort of a little wifty and a little bit out there and she kept talking about being in therapy. And she was very funny talking about being in therapy and talked about, you know, dumb procedures that all therapists do and, and mm -hmm. so forth and so on. And <clears throat> then she was talking about her therapist. And clearly she had had a good therapist from everything I heard and made a little fun of the process and so forth, but none of it was offensive, it was funny. Mm -hmm. And she said sometimes her therapist would see babies. Now that sounds crazy, but sometimes there are therapists well enough trained in early, early childhood that mm -hmm. they will see a caretaker and a baby together to sort of help them bond and help them do that whole process. Mm -hmm. and, and that may be that's more about the parent needing the help than the baby, right? It really is, yeah, yeah. But it's to help the, you know, what needs to be done for the baby get done. Mm -hmm. um, but she said what she could never understand is how could you as a therapist be supportive to a baby? You're going to say, well, establishing object constancy is so hard, I understand. Now let me translate that into real English. When we're really, really little in the first year of life, the worst thing that happens to us is when our mother or our caretaker leaves the room yes. with us in it mm -hmm. okay, and goes to do whatever else they do. Mm -hmm. um, and we instantly experience separation anxiety, being scared that they won't come back because what do we know? We're only babies. Um, we have no idea and we haven't lived long enough to know how to predict anything. Yeah. And every time they leave the room, we're panic stricken that they might not come back. Yes. So over time, if mom comes back or your caretaker comes back often enough and interacts with you enough, 
you begin to establish a picture of mom's face in your head. Okay? But this only happens if you see this person consistently enough. The goal and the best antidote to anxiety we ever have is learning to hold that object, which is why they call it object constancy, is to hold the object being mother's face, mm -hmm. um, a memory of mother's voice, um, in our head to comfort ourselves when she isn't there. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, if this happens for you, you end up with a secure attachment because you're no longer panicked in between mom being there and not being there and worrying about whether or not you're going to be fed, which is a profound human fear. And when we're babies and when people disappear, we're worried that we won't be fed, okay? Because all we know is that we're hungry and we're wet and we don't like either one of them and somebody better show up to fix that, yeah. all right? <clears throat> so. She was saying ob object constancy is hard. Yes, it is. Um, the baby has to work pretty hard at it. And most parents are not aware of it, but attentive parents come in and out of the room often enough to help the person learn to do this. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of talk in mental health and many other places these days about people learning to self-soothe. In other words, if you're in a state um, if you're having some kind of fit, if you're anxious, if you're angry, if you're out of control. Which is probably how most of our listeners feel a lot of the time. Oh, of course, and particularly in a breakup. Yeah. <clears throat> what can you do to calm yourself down? The mechanism that most securely attached people use, although it's long forgotten, is that we call up the picture of mother's face and possibly the sound of mother's soothing voice. Now. If you've been fortunate enough to have that happen for you, you've probably long forgotten that you do that. But that is the normal way to build in a capacity to self-soothe and to calm yourself down. Yes. Now, if that didn't happen for you, <clears throat> there are ways that it can be treated. And I always remember a particular client I had who could not call up in her memory, and she was diagnosed borderline and had been kind of written off by the world as being just impossible to deal with. So they gave her to me. Oh, lucky me. Um, and she could not... They call. always give they Margaret always give me the, the difficult yeah. cases. Yeah, that'll keep her busy for a while, they thought. <laughs> but she could not call up in her head either her mother or her husband, and after a while, me. She couldn't call up anybody. So we went to work on that, and what we made sure was that anybody who would calm her down, that she had a picture of her mother and her husband in her pocket. Mm -hmm. And so she started to feel anxious. She was instructed to pull them out mm -hmm. and try to search her memory bank to see if she could come up with a picture. We also made some recordings. It was trickier then. We didn't have all the technology. We also made some, some recordings so that she could hear mother's voice or husband's voice and eventually mine. <clears throat> and now, my, one of the great things for everybody listening yeah. is that they find us very relaxing and soothing. Yes, and we're very happy about that. And so you guys can just pop on a video. Uh, you know, people right. put on the listen right. while you sleep at night. Exactly. I've had people uh, say that they'll look at the... Then when they see me on Instagram, they feel a little bit better too. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. And so if it didn't happen for you, and if we can help with that, we are so glad we can do that because yeah. it's very important.
is you can call us up anytime you want if we're helpful to you. If we help calm you down, we'll be happy to volunteer for this job. Um, <clears throat> but a woman I saw recently, um, I always ask people, particularly adults, um, who's the person in the world who was the nicest to you? Mm -hmm. And usually they will tell me. And if they're having difficult calming themselves down, then we go to work on getting a picture of that person, teaching them to kind of try and call up that person, trying to remember if that person said soothing words to them, what were those soothing words. And some people say, well, you know, the only person who was nice to me was my paternal grandmother. She used to have me help her cook. And she would tell me I was pretty and that everything was going to turn out to be okay. And so sometimes there are literally some words and phrases that people can learn to say to themselves that will calm them down. Mm -hmm. But it's a huge issue. And like I say, there's an enormous amount written on it, on self-soothing. But most people don't go back to the origins of it. Okay? And you know how some kids will cut a piece off their favorite baby blanket and carry it in their pocket? I have no problem with that either. That's called a transitional object. And sometimes people can use that in much the same way. So just touching this fuzzy piece of whatever um, that I had when I was a kid makes me feel better. Yep. Anything you can do to calm yourself down. In the privacy of your own home, you can hug your stuffed animals, mm -hmm. sing to your dog, do whatever you need to do. And one of the reasons I always ask people if they have a pet is that one of the best ways to calm yourself down is to pet a furry pet. Yep. It might work with goldfish, but I never tried. Okay? So that's what we mean by object constancy. And you'll hear people once in a while talk about the red ball. And that's, you know, when you have a baby who's just learning to kind of get around and look around, at what point do they learn that if the ball rolls under the sofa, it still exists and is really there? Mm -hmm. And that's a milestone, too. Yep. To understand that things you don't see right now still exist. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, for many of you, in your early childhood, when your parents were inconsistent or they were working all the time, or for whatever reason, you didn't learn to calm yourself down. Right. You didn't learn predictability. Somebody that you love right. goes somewhere, and then they come back, and they, take, they meet right. your needs again. Right. And so, it's difficult in your romantic relationships to feel predictability or safe that when your partner goes to work, they're coming home. Right. Or if they go out with friends, they're going to come home to you. Right. Um, or that the ball, if it rolls under the couch, still exists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, <clears throat> and if we haven't learned that the environment is predictable and the relationship is predictable, we're in a state of anxiety oftentimes much of our lives. Absolutely. Right. And then it's going to cause all kind of of problematic behaviors right because you're you're afraid to let that person go anywhere because right. you're afraid they're not gonna come back you make me feel better and you make me not anxious so you can't leave yep in fact I have a leash around your neck right now well the good news is that at this point we have almost 700 videos so at least you can pop us in there and that'll help you feel well, better. if that helps you feel better we're very happy to hear that absolutely okay and I, I recommend, I wish I could remember this woman's name. She had a lovely way about her. Oh, the comedian. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she really did. I hope she'll come up again. If so, I'll give you her name. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so hopefully you found this helpful. And of course, when you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. 
sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret is here for Skype coaching. Feel free to sign up with me. I would love to talk with you. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to sign up with her. And make sure you subscribe to the channel. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.